Thank you for checking out this episode of Raised on the Radio. If you like what you hear, do us a favor and hit that subscribe button on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts and give us that five-star rating. Maybe even leave a review to let others know what you think of the show. And while you're at it, give us a like and a share on the socials and tell all your friends about Raised on the Radio. Raised on the Radio has a promo code for one of the best nutrition and supplement companies in the business for you to use. Whether you're looking for a custom oatmeal, a multivitamin, a great tasting protein that you can order by the pound, or simply looking for a company you know you can trust to send you the best quality products available, True Nutrition has you covered. Just go to truenutrition.com, look at all of the great products, place your order, and when you go to make your payment, type in C-E-P-N in the promo code box for 5% off of your entire order. It is that easy. Raised on the Radio's listenership continues to grow with every episode. We're always looking for great sponsorship and collaboration opportunities. If you or anyone you know has a business they are trying to grow and want to jump on board with us, email us at raisedontheradiostl at gmail.com. For this episode, Patrick and I talk about Eric Church canceling his show to watch an NCAA basketball game. We dive deep into the music industry talk. We talk about genres of music, age demographics for music, and much, much more. If you would like to get a hold of Patrick Blair or myself, you can reach out through email or on the social medias. Again, you can reach us at RaisedOnTheRadioSTL at gmail.com or on the Raised on the Radio's Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok pages. We also have a new website where you can find all of our content. Head on over to Raised on the Radio STL.com. As always, if you have any questions, concerns, comments, or topics you would like to get our thoughts on, don't hesitate to reach out. And now let's get into this episode. Well, hello there. Thank you for checking out this episode of Raised on the Radio. I am one half of this show. I am Colt Brocado, my good friend Patrick Blair in Zoomland, as usual. Sunday morning, and I have a question for you this morning, sir. Okay. Let's pretend, Please. let's pretend that Rocky Rocky takes off. Oh, blows up. I already hate. Not that not that I don't think that could happen. <clears throat> that could very well happen. I'm just saying let's let's say a few years from now, Rocky Rocky blows up. Okay? Now you're you're a huge Ohio fan of most sports teams that come out of Ohio. College, all, college all, and professional, all all. Okay, so give me out of every professional sport or college sport Give me your favorite team. Like Ohio is it, is, it, is it Ohio State? Is it Cleveland? Is it I mean like Cleveland yeah. Browns? Who who's your favorite? Give me your favorite. So Ohio State Buckeyes. Ohio State Cleveland Buckeyes. Browns. Cleveland the Browns. Cleveland Cavs and the Cleveland now Guardians. Okay. Well then let's just say Cleveland Browns. Okay. So Rocky Rocky takes off. Okay. I know I'm this is gonna tie together, trust me. Rocky Rocky takes off. You, you ha- said at the beginning, ha- I look tired. I feel tired now. <laughs> Thank you. You have a stadium, like you're on a tour, okay? You have okay. a stadium full of people ready for you. The week before, you find out that, I, I know it's not really the week before, you would know earlier than that in this situation. However, week before this concert, you find out that the Cleveland Browns are going to the Super Bowl on the day of your concert. Okay. What do you do? I cancel the show. No freaking way. Oh, yeah, for sure. You would not do. No way. There's no way. Oh, yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah. Thousands and th- thousands and thousands of tickets have been sold. Yeah, we'll just move it to a different day. <laughs> I I don't I don't this know if you're being I don't know if you're being serious. I see like a hint of sarcasm in your face without you saying anything. Yeah, uh, no, I would I would cancel the show for sure. Would you really? Okay, here's the reason why I ask is because Eric- do you know the answer to this question? When's the last time the Browns went to <laughs> Super Bowl? I get it, man, but that is do you know how much money that is? What do you mean? Like I said, just reschedule. And and all your fans? So you just think your fans should be like, oh well, I mean, I'm a major fan of him and I know how big of a fan he is of the Cleveland Browns, so this should be yep. okay. Yep. <laughs> yep. Okay, we are, Why are you asking we, me we are on the opposite side of the spectrum here because there's a major country artist named Eric Church who did this a few weeks I don't ago. Know who that is? 
He did this a few weeks ago when the Duke and North Carolina game was happening. He had a show that night, and he canceled the show because he wanted to watch the Duke and North Carolina game. What a douche. How? What? How is that? Let me just say this. Is it because it's Duke, Duke and North Carolina? Duke, North Carolina in the Final Four is different than the Browns making the Super Bowl. I just want to clarify. Okay. Way different. Way different. I mean, it, for it's you. not even the same. For you. <laughs> no, for everyone. For everyone. It's not the same. Uh, what, did he get back? Was there backlash from his fans? There was a lot of backlash, yes. Yeah? Yeah. <clears throat> did he reschedule? I think so. So here's what I just seen. And I know this is like an afterthought type of deal, but it show, it's saying that Eric Church is trying to make up Make it up to his fans. The country star announced he will play a free show to his fans after canceling his April 2nd concert in San Antonio at the last minute so he could watch the University of North Carolina Tar Heels versus the Duke Blue Devils Final Four NCAA Championship game. Which team is he a fan of? North Carolina, I'm pretty sure. Okay. He's still a douche, but he's less of a douche. <laughs> um, wait, so they got refunded the money? I think so. The, yeah, yeah, they had and to. And then they, they got to, to go to a free show. Yeah, but I mean, if you think about like, if you're just a normal, you know, working person. And well, that's what country <laughs> folks are. <laughs> right. But you know what I'm saying? Like, you have to, you kind of have to schedule these things. And just because he puts on a free show doesn't mean Dude. that, okay, well, I can put this together again to where I can make this happen. I get that. But are we... Are we going to keep making that excuse for human beings? Like I had to take time out of my schedule to go see you play. I had to get a babysitter. I had to take off work. Like, yeah, dude, everything in life requires you to do that. That's not your family. That's not your job. If you want to do anything, you have to do those things. It seems like we, okay. I don't know. Okay. I'm trying to think of when that came up recently. Like something happened. I, I can't, It's it has escaped me what I'm thinking of, but I think maybe it was a comedy show. And someone can't, I don't know, maybe it was the same type of situation. The person canceled and people were upset because, but then like I heard other comics, I think it was a comedy show actually, but I heard other comics taking the defense of the fans being like, Hey, yeah, no people, we charge a lot of money for these tickets and people got to pay for them and they save up for them. And it's like, yeah, man, that's maybe I'm being an ass here, but that's life. So what about, I mean, what about people who actually would like fly into a city? So now you're adding like airfare and hotel stays and all that kind of stuff into, into the, why are you flying into a city to go see somebody? Wait till they come to your town. Oh wait, if they don't go to your town, that's life. Oh my God. All right. So remember when I was talking about like how Rocky Rocky was going to blow up. I don't, I I'm feeling like that's not happening now. Now that I'm really seeing how Patrick Blair looks at the world and Let looks me just at say his this. fans. I agree with you. Trust me. <laughs> well, that just happened to me. I mean, I bought tickets to see Parkway Drive and they canceled their American tour. Oh, yeah. I've seen that. What was the reason for that? I forgot. They just didn't want to do it. <laughs> so at the end of the day, they put out a statement like, we want to work on ourselves, you know, as individuals. Oh yeah, that's right. Because I remember I, I seen the statement and I had sent it to you. Um, yeah, they I basically they were pretty much saying, "Listen, if we don't stop right now, we're probably going to break up." So we're we need. But they're still to... playing European shows. Oh, they are. Yeah. Hmm. Then that's weird. I, it is what it is, man. They haven't they haven't been to the United States since like two thousand six, two thousand four. Really? Yeah, man. They were yeah. gonna, they were going to play the factory too, right? Yeah. I really want to see a show there. They say that place is pretty sweet. I, so I hear that's I hear that there's no reason to go to any other venue in St. Louis because of the factory, even though it's not wow. in St. Louis. Um, Chesterfield. But right? I'm hearing this from like sound guys and shit, like people who like, I don't know if fans would say that, you yeah, know? Right. Yeah. I think yeah. as a fan, I would go watch that band anywhere. I don't really give a fuck, but, but yeah, they canceled, you know, and you know, it was a bummer. I was, I was not happy. For a minute, but then in five minutes later, I got over it. I go, well, I'm getting refunded, so it sucks. I mean, I want to see them. I haven't seen them. One of my favorite bands. I really hope they don't break up because I would love to see them. But, hey, man, as it's life. Hmm. I mean, it was good that you used the Browns as the example because, again, they haven't won a championship. 
in so long. They haven't even been to the Super Bowl. So, yeah, it would be a little bit different. Ohio State, they, they're in national championships all the time. Basketball would be a little bit different. I mean, if, if the basketball team, eh, I don't know. I probably wouldn't cancel. I but here's the thing, that, like that just surprise. That, I don't know why that just surprises me. I probably wouldn't cancel. To be honest, I'd probably still. I, I like, but here's the thing, like maybe that guy just doesn't have a passion or a love for performing that much. Forget take the money know. aspect out of it, you know. But here's the thing, when you're on the road for a long time, it becomes a routine. You know, it's less about. I, I could, I could see for some people, for some people, I could see you like putting out a statement to your fans and saying, okay, so, so here's the deal. Uh, I'm going to watch this game one way or the other, uh, but I still want to play a show. So do you want me to postpone the show and do a different, do it on a different date? Or do you want me to push back when I come out on stage until like nine 30? So I can watch the game in the back first. I would do but, that also. But then again, if the Cleveland Browns made it to the Super Bowl and lost, you would have no interest in playing a show after that. Oh, I would be on stage hammered. That's for sure. <laughs> Probably well, both. That, I, mean, I was going to say, the, whether they won or lost, you would be. Yeah, yeah, it would be bad. <laughs> Maybe canceling the show would be a good idea just because of that. I don't know, man. I... I when you, I remember you bringing that up when it happened. I'm like, yeah, it's kind of a douche move, but I don't know. I guess I'm trying to look at both sides of it. You know, at the end of the day, it's up to the artists. If they want to cancel, they cancel. How they're perceived by their fans after that. You know, it's and on I, you, I, you know? I seen that argument too, which is interesting because a, a singer or, you know, is a, or a band is a brand like they so they're choosing how they you know how how their fans perceive them in that kind of a situation yeah you know and they are are they dropping themselves a few rungs on the ladder as far as their brand goes maybe but if it's only one show on a tour of hundreds of cities i don't know how you look at that you know do you say well it doesn't really matter money wise but I, I don't know. I don't know how you get upset that you didn't get to see Eric Church. Oh God! <laughs> I don't know who that is. What's what's his? I what's don't his know. hit? I don't know. I know the name, really? but I don't. I don't listen to country music, any new country music at all. So I couldn't tell you anything. What's some of the old country music you listen to? I'll throw on some nineties, some Garth Brooks or some Tracy oh. Lawrence or yeah. Oh. I know, I know. You just got chi- you just got chills. Garth Brooks. I still God. wish I would have known, or I wish I wish I could have seen you like at the Garth Brooks concert in St. Louis. I just wanted, like, I can. I'm imagining what your face looked like, and it didn't change the entire time you were there. I don't get it. <laughs> I don't get it. I don't get it. But the tickets were purchased for me by someone else, so I I went. I don't get it. Also, it's just too many people. It was just too many people. I was going to have a fucking panic attack. It's too many people. You have Garth. spent your life in concerts yeah. with that many people. How is it too many people? Well, first of all, no, I don't go to many shows where there are 80,000 people <laughs> crammed into a goddamn bowl, which is essentially... Okay, 80,000 people okay, in a but, warehouse. But if you okay, if you go to a football game and you're sitting in a seat, it doesn't you you think it felt like it was more people there at the dome than at a football game if a stadium's full. 100%. Guess what? At a football game, I'm not down on the field with people. I'm up in the seats. Where were you at for the Garth Brooks concert? Weren't you up right in the seats? Right by the goddamn stage. Oh, you were? I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh. Jesus. Who, like, who paid for your tickets? freaking ballers it doesn't matter it doesn't matter jesus god it's i yeah i don't get it what's your favorite garth brooks song i don't know i don't have a favorite oh stop it what is your favorite song if you say friends in low places i'm going to be upset maybe it might be that i don't know i really don't have a a favorite 
Does he have any other songs that people know? Oh, yeah, dude. Bullshit. No, not country fans. Everyone. I think that most, not most of the songs, I think that pretty much every record will have a few songs that even non-country fans would at least know the songs if they heard it. I don't believe you. If we went up to 10 people on the street right now and said, name me a Garth Brooks song, all 10 are saying Friends in Low Places. And that's it? Yeah. Hmm. I know two. I know three. Okay, what do you got? Friends in Low Places. Yep. Standing Outside the Fire. Yep. And is it uh, Thunder Rolls or whatever? Did you say Thunder Th- isn't it Thunder Rolls? Isn't that the song? Thund- what is that? How's that song? Like Thunder? Th- th- yeah. Th- isn't that a song? Yeah. You said Thunder. Never mind. Maybe I'm just hearing you wrong. <laughs> th- th- thunder? Th- thunder? 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 Are you singing Imagine Dragons right now? Th- isn't that what the song's called? Yeah. Thunder Rolls. Yeah. But you just turned it into Imagine Dragons song. You know that song? That the Thunder and the Thunder? You know what I'm talking about? I do. It's a great song. <laughs> People that hate on Imagine Dragons, I'm telling you, it's just because you didn't write that song, dude. You got to stop hating. I I watched, I remember when that came out, my my wife's, my now niece, but my at the time we weren't married, my wife's niece, that song came on and she lost her fucking mind. She really? was like four. Look, when you write a song that translates to four-year-olds as like, oh, this could be a nursery rhyme, which is essentially what it is. You know who's really good at writing nursery rhymes is uh, nursery rhymes is um, flow writer. Uh, Welcome to my house. That's a that's a nursery rhyme, dude. Okay, yeah, I could see that. I love that song too. That's yeah. a great song. We were long, what was it? We, I had that worked out as a cover back was, in the day when it came out. We didn't end up doing it. I'm pissed. What was Flow Rider's big song? Well, first of all, it's Flow Rider. That's what I said. Flow Rider. You said Flow Rider. No, I did not don't say give that, don't give it that I, hard I, R. Don't give it the hard R. Okay. Well, there's my house, and then there was the uh you spin my head right round. Right? Didn't he do that? What no, I don't think that's flow right. Yeah, he did. No. Hold on, I'll show you. Yeah, yeah. Was it a cover of that song? No, he made it his own. No, he okay, so he had a big song because it was actually the theme song for WrestleMania when we went. In Miami, oh, and he has Miami. Uh, I got a feeling. That's good it. feeling. Yep. Uh, good I, feeling. Uh, wait, hang on. I Here, think, I think yeah, it's, was right. I think it's good feeling. The song "Right Round" was Kesha. But that's not, is that their song? Are you sure that wasn't a cover? It's not a cover. He just reimagined that song. What does that mean? When you go down, when you go down. Yeah. What was that on recently? Oh, that was on. Uh, that's the the uh, ending song to Hangover. I just watched Hangover not too long ago, and that's why I was trying. I was trying to think of what that. Song is dope. Yeah. But anyways, I love Flow Rider. So again, people hating. You're just mad because you didn't. You didn't do that. It's that's all it is. Yeah. Who's another? There's another. Uh, I just saw uh, someone hating one of the band. Uh, who's the fucking band? Um, I can't remember. But who's there's another person like uh, Flo Rida, where all the songs are just fucking hits. Oh, T Pain. Was it T Pain? I don't remember. Has he put out a hit in a while? Why are you hating, bro? I'm just curious. I don't know. People the- are the same way about Post Malone. I, I'll be honest with you. I wasn't on board with Post Malone in the beginning because he was doing that corny ass white guy rap shit that I hate. But when he transitioned to pop star Post Malone, not hip hop Post Malone, I'm in. Really? He has so many good. He has so many good songs, dude. Hmm. Yeah. I I'll admit, tell you, I'll I you, haven't given him enough of a chance, I don't think. Oh, dude, I'm telling you, you would like a lot of the stuff. Maybe. You're not as big of a pop fan as I am, though. Like, um, you know, he did a song with Ozzy. Yeah, that wasn't that wasn't too long ago, right? No, no, it wasn't that long ago. It's a good song. It's not one of my favorites of his. I, I, I'm I like Ozzy, but I, I don't feel there's a need to put him on a song. No, it's just it's whatever. 
Yeah. But and again, I, I like Ozzy, but I'll give you a little bit, a little secret here. Uh-oh. A little, little bit of insight into me. And I guess everyone listening, even though I shouldn't do this, but um you can quote me in the recording studio saying to whoever at the time, make it sound a little more like post Malone. That's all. That's all I'm gonna say. So can I attach those that? words? Those can, words have come out of my mouth before. Was this with a band or was this solo? No, solo. Huh? So it was pretty. If re- I ever said that in any of the more. bands I was in, they'd probably kick me out. <laughs> That's why I was curious. <laughs> no, solo. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Speaking of bands, give me your thoughts on the new inimical drive. I like it a lot. And I'm not, and I'm not just saying that because they're good friends of ours. I, Uh, I really, I like the direction that inimical drive has taken. Yeah, I think it's great, but it's, it's good to see like, dude, well, I feel like I cut you off. Is that all? No, you you, go ahead. You're good. You like the direction. Yeah, I agree. I like the direction, but it's good to see that they have someone at least anyway from, and I haven't had conversations with any of them with anyone about this so i don't know specifically what's happening behind the scenes but it, it it appears that they finally have some actual real industry support it does yeah to spread the word about inimical drive and spread the word about their music yeah um and i and again i can't say this enough we need more of that for bands in st louis um so just so, to so- to look make the city look good yeah. Make the bait like it, it there. This is the problem. There are night. There are people who think this way that some cities just don't have good music. And if you if you were to actually say that to me, I'd go, well, you're a dummy because there's good music everywhere. You just don't know about it. Right. Right. And I'm not saying inimical drive is for everyone. And I, w- I would say that they would even say that we're not for everybody. That's fine. But when a band blows up, they blow up. It doesn't matter what they sound like. Right. Blow up, you blow up. And I think it's good for all music in, in St. Louis when a band blows up. So let me ask you this. Do you do you look at things that way? So like say a band in Chicago blows up and you really like them. Do you look for other Chicago bands to see if there's anything else like that? Um, no. Not necessarily, and that's not why I'm saying that. But but it, but in the okay, I'm saying I'm saying this in the industry, in the eyes of the industry. Okay, now another band from St. Louis. I see. I got what you're saying. Is blowing up, okay. and believe me, there are people in the industry that will go back and go. Well, let me just take a look at some of the other bands who are St. Louis, right? Yeah. Um. So as far as the industry goes, do you think the industry still looks at bands like, well, this is the sound right now, so we want other bands that sound like that. Or do you think, I mean, because that, that was a thing at one time, right? It's kind of like, well, this is what's hitting right now, so we're going to try to right. keep signing well, me, bands like this. Let me give you a little more behind-the-scenes insight here. Okay. And this is recent, so this is not me talking about anything that happened to me before. Okay. This just happened. So about two months ago, maybe, I had, uh, I had a call, at a conference call with a record label. Um. How they heard my song, I don't know, but they did. I got an email saying, hey, we, we really like this song. We'd love to talk to you about it. It's so fine, whatever. So I looked them up. I looked up their artist roster. I looked up it's the stuff they've done. And I was like, Ugh. okay, yeah, let's do it. Now, I'm not going to say who it is okay? because it's irrelevant. This is just industry shit. Okay. okay? So I get on the phone with two, two guys both of which were, I guess, are they're the record label owners, if you will. One of which used to be in radio, and the other used to be an A&R for a bigger record company. Okay, so I get on the phone with them, and we introduce, I introduce myself, you know, and they basically say, hey, you know, we really like that song, and here's why. So here's one of the things they said. This is the point of the story. They said, we're really sick and tired of the direction that the industry is going where you have one band that comes out that has a specific sound. And then you have 10 bands that follow that sound exactly the same as that band. Now, one of the examples they used was the band I prevail. And I think you know who that is, right? I do. Yeah. And I was a little bit surprised by 
them using that example. But I know why they did it. Because I Prevail is on a label that likes to sign bands that sound similar to other bands on the roster. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. And it's certainly not anything. I, there's certainly not bad for the bands that are getting signed yeah. and getting put out on the road and whatever. But that's what they said to me. And they said, well, we like your song because it's completely different from any of that. And I go, oh, okay, where do you see it fitting in? And then here came the usual conversations I have with industry people about what they'd like to do with the song, what they'd like to do for me, so on and so forth. Essentially, they made me some some form of an offer on that call. And I said I had to think about it and I never, I never materialized. So, yeah, you're right. I think people do want bands to sound or they want to seek out bands that sound similar to someone who has been successful. And I don't think that's a necessarily a bad formula to follow, but is it a good one? It doesn't always work, I guess is the point. I prevail is huge. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But there are probably three or four bands on their record label who sound like them who are not. So that's what that guy was trying to explain to me. And I go, yeah, but what level of success, how are you measuring success right now? Are you measuring success being I, I prevail? Are you measuring success being on a record label, on the road, selling merch, whatever the case may be? You know, those bands, I would guess, and I'm just, I'm, this is just me speculating, but those bands I would imagine are newer, they're younger, they're trying to craft a sound that works for them. So they went for something that was easy or Easy is a bad word to use. Not easy. They went for something that was comfortable to them. Comfortable to them. I'm saying words weird today. Um, <laughs> I, I just feel like if I was in a band, it, maybe it's just me personally, you know, because I'm not in the industry or anything like that. But if I was in a band, like if I was putting out music that sounded a lot like another band, I would probably want to shift my direction a little bit. Yeah, but you don't. But here's the thing. Like, I think some bands do it on purpose, but some bands do it and they're not it's not intentional. Okay. You know, I mean, it kind of makes sense, I guess, because you're putting out music that you like and it's probably going to shift in the direction of the stuff that you listen to, which kind of makes sense, I guess. I mean, <sighs> imitation is the best form of flattery. Is that, is that the saying? That is. Yeah. I don't know. I'm, I, I've always said, and maybe it's, it's, maybe it's a bad thing, but you can hear my influences usually in the songs that I put out usually. Yeah. But guess what? I don't have one influence that, that inspires me to write music. Right. My inf I'm all over the place, you know? Yeah. Uh, I'll say this. And I had this conversation with my, <laughs> with my wife recently. Uh, Cause I'm going to put out a song next Friday or this coming Friday. I should say today's Sunday. I'm going to put out a song. I did a cover song. And I reimagined the song to be, I don't know, early 2000s pop punk, right? Okay. I guess that's what she called it. I don't know if I necessarily agree with that, but that's what I was going for. Okay. So good. But anyway, the point is, is the point of me saying that is I would say a large part of the influences you hear in the songs I've been putting out lately come from that, that place, that pop pop punk place and i'll be honest with you i wasn't the biggest pop punk fan in the early 2000s you know mm -hmm. however i did take note of how catchy some of those bands were and how good they were at writing songs and what i consider to be pop songs so do you put pop punk and punk in two different categories i don't i don't care i mean it, uh, genre is a genre sure people yes they're separate there are punk bands and there are pop punk bands. Okay. For instance, a pop punk band now that I listen to is like, I don't know, Neck Deep, for instance. They're pop punk. Okay. And a punk band that I listen to now was Strike Anywhere. They're more, much more of a traditional or what is considered to be a traditional punk band. You can tell the difference right away. It doesn't take long. Okay. I don't care though. Like I, I like both. I listen to both. But again, I'm, I think I'm an outlier when it comes to this. Like I said, my influences are all over the fucking place. But let me ask you this, and this is an important question. And if you don't want to answer it because there are friends, don't. What do you think Inimical Drive is trying to do with their sound right now? 
do you think this is the stuff that they like? Or do you think they're trying to be specific with their sound? Because it is different than a lot of the, well, I haven't heard all of it, but the song is dead to me, people. Go check it out. It's a fucking killer song. It's catchy as fuck. Dead, it will dead, be stuck in your head. There's no doubt. Dead on me. That's what I said, right? You said dead to me, I think. No, I said dead on me. Oh, did you? Okay, sorry. I heard you wrong then. I don't know. If I fucked it up, <laughs> I'm tired, man. We talked about this before we started. It's been a rough week. All right. Um, song's called Dead on Me. Yeah. Go check it out. Uh, but so it's very different than anything they put out. In a way. In a way. I it, still think it, it... It is, but it's still kept... You may think this is gr- like a gross thing to say but it's still it is still kept like what inimical drive is i think like i still think there's enough inimical drive sound in there but has kind of pushed in more of a catchier direction if that that probably sounds like stupid but no you're right and i think i think think as far as the industry goes because i was going to ask you this when you said a while ago you know 10 15 years ago inimical drive could they have the backing that they do that it seems that they, that they have now. Yeah, they could have had it at any time. It just didn't, for whatever reason, happen. Gotcha. There could be, I again, this is not necessarily a conversation I've had with any of them, but it just didn't. I, I don't know. I don't know if the right decisions weren't being made. I have no idea. I actually, I, actually I put that song on the last episode. I don't know if you knew that or not. I did. Okay. That's no, a great fucking song. Yeah. Um, I don't know. You should ask them or maybe we should have them back on the show and they can talk about that. I, I don't know if they would even talk about it. I don't, I think some bands who grind it out don't want to talk about what didn't work. They just want to focus on what's working now. And I, I also wonder, I, I, and th- this isn't just an inimical drive thing. It's uh, any band thing. I wonder if it's because they have shifted members around, you know, they have, uh, I don't know. Some members have left and they brought in new members and it seems like they're really, solidified with the members that they have now and love every guy that's in the group. And maybe that is why the sound has changed just a little bit too. Um, but I also think that it has to do with, uh, Jack Daniels down in Cape too. I think he has helped them a lot with their sound and who was the guy? Was it Matt Appleton? Is Matt that Apple- Appleton. Appleton. I know they brought him in for that last album too. Yeah. And I think that he had a lot of influence on it also. Yeah. I mean, again, when you work with, established people it helps your sound yeah and i'll say to your to your point about the band members again i don't know but i can say from personal experience anytime i've been a part of a project where everyone was on the same page and everything was gelling we achieved good things when we weren't we didn't do shit right and and the but some things run their course some bands just run their course and it happens. That's why it's kind of interesting think, to me, like the whole the whole Parkway Drive thing, because like they're probably at the height of their success, right? Like I don't know that they're going to get any bigger than they are, and I don't think they're going to lose the fans that they have. So like them, if they're not gelling, you know, of course the band I guess could break up, but I don't know that that's I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I don't know, man. I, I could they be? I think they could get bigger. Yeah. You think so? Just yeah, man. They don't come here, and by here I mean the United States. Yeah. Like if they did a run of festivals here, it would be huge for them. Huge. They had, are you? I thought I've seen their names on like some of those massive festivals. No, I haven't really. I don't think I, massive festivals in Europe. No, yes. I mean like here, like I, I you, you know the names of the, all of them better than I do, but you know the 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 mass like. Isn't there one in Ohio they do? There's a couple in Texas that they do. If you're talking about Rock on the Range, they have definitely never done Rock on the Range. They haven't? Okay. Definitely. Let me see if I can find something. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. Uh, Inimical Drive is an interesting, it's interesting. And it's interesting to me because, again, we know them. And I've seen, I've seen the evolution of that band. I've I've watched it happen. And it's 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 cool like i said it's cool now to see like but i well, here's the thing too people change and maybe they change their outlook you know and i'm not saying that's what they did but I, there's one thing i do know and i'll stand by it those dudes love what they do for sure plain and simple yep and if you love what you do fuck everybody else you know 
Fuck what everyone else sees about success. Fuck who cares? They love what they do. And if you don't like it, then don't listen. There's got to be some give and take there, though, right? Because, I mean, to to say, you know, fuck what everybody says, we're going to do what we want to do, that's great and I mean, all, people like you and me. But as, but as far as success goes, if you still want what you're doing to be successful, you kind of have to, uh, I don't know, conform to what you need to conform to to be able to be successful. Just because the fucking attitude may not, probably not going to get you very far. I'm saying fuck people like you and I. Well, that's normal. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I can't find anything on Parkway Drive. I'll look it up later. But I want to say they haven't been in the United States in a long time. Okay. And they just don't come here. Either way. Yeah, I think they should just say fuck everybody. Or maybe they have. I don't, I don't know. But either way, whatever they did, aside from just loving it, it's working. Or it seems to be. No, maybe we should talk to them about it. I'm just, <laughs> but I, I'm only, I'm, I'm not speculating to be negative. I'm speculating because I'm happy for them. Yeah, for sure. I just want to, I want to be very clear, you know? Yeah. Um, but I think, again, I think it's cool and, and people should take note. And I think it's, it, I think it's great for, like I said, other bands coming out of here. And I'm not saying other bands should be like an inimical drive. I'm saying, I think they should, I don't know, pay attention to the attitude, the mindset of we just, we love it. We're going to keep doing it and come along for the ride. And if you don't want to, don't. You know, and I, I, I think that's one cool thing too about inimical is that I think they're all humble guys. And I think they do see it, see things the same way that you're talking and they are help, uh, trying to help push other bands in the right direction to be successful as well. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Being humble is important. It's uh, this could this could this could be a conversation, but I, yeah, it, you can tell. Yeah, when a band is humble and when a band is very much self-aware, and you can tell when bands are not. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know where I fit in when it comes to that. <laughs> Like I said, there are hundreds, thousands of people that probably think I'm a douche. That's fine. You know, I really do hope, though, that the mindset for me or about me wasn't that I thought I was better than anyone because I certainly didn't. And I don't. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm sure people (laughs) thought that, but. I think I think I think conversation the, for another day. I think the humble thing is very important. Like I said, I I I know some ba- a few bands personally that they have. Even if it's like pushing other bands in the same direction that they are going, it like uh, pushing them down to Jack Daniels to to uh, rec- you know be their engineer and record with and stuff. You know those kinds of things. Like I think that I think that's very important. And the uh, the old saying like. What is it? A rising tide raises all ships. That's the same thing as far as the city goes. You know, if we have a lot of bands in the city who are kind of pushing in the same direction as other bands who are succeeding, especially if they all sound different, I think that's a good thing. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I really hope that with with whatever success they're getting right now that bands don't start asking the question like well why don't we have that don't ask that don't ask that question just go get it yeah we figure had, out how to get it yeah me and you've had that conversation with you know i'm not naming anybody but we mean you've had that conversation multiple times about different people in the in st louis in general that have that kind of that well everybody around me seems like they're getting success and i'm not getting it like they feel like they deserve more than they are working to get, I guess, you know? I mean, look, everyone's like that in a way. It's hard to avoid having that mindset of like, well, damn, I want that. So, but there's, there, there has to be some sort of tact that comes with that. There has to be, like you said, some humility that comes with that also. Yeah. But I, I recently was told, about someone doing that. And I was just like, yeah, man, I, I don't know why the, per- to the person who was telling me 
I, I don't think we were necessarily surprised by it, but I guess it, at this point, it's like, well, well, yeah, don't ask those questions. But I don't know. I don't know. I, 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 I also I also think it's another one of those things where, um, like with inimical, I think age plays a factor. Explain. Because I think that they look at things differently now than they probably did 15, 20 years ago. Yeah. And that's when it comes to record labels. That's when it comes, you know, I guess just not knowledge in general comes with the age, you know, and just like me and you have talked before, you would probably say that you would have treated ba- your bands a little differently. Uh, you know, if you knew now 15, 20 years ago. Um, yeah, obviously I yeah. would have treated life differently. Yes. <laughs> Trust me, but that's how you live and learn. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and there's there's another thing too that I I don't know if this is still I, well I do know but you know people consider the music industry to be a young person's game and the older you get the more out of touch you become and the less cool you are and I think I think slowly but surely that idea and that mindset is changing a little bit but with rock music I can definitely tell you that with record labels uh, big and small they definitely go for younger artists, you know, mm-hmm. just the way it is. Cause they just, they want to, they want to be able to, to, to develop an artist and they don't want to be told, you know, they don't want to be told anything about integrity. And I'm not saying this is all record labels. I'm not saying this is all people, but um, I think a lot of people can vouch for, can vouch for that who, who have worked with record labels, but but there was also that mindset just amongst people. It's like getting older is like this bad thing to where like you can't do the same things you used to do when you were younger. I, I don't, I've never seen it that way when it comes to music, especially to mean I can't put out good songs when I'm older. What does that mean? Sure. Yeah. But, but, but I don't think I, but again, this is my individual thinking for me. It's always been about the music and the music that I put out. I want it to be good. And if it's not music that I wouldn't listen to, then I'm not going to put it out. I mean, I, I I guess I get what you're saying because how many new bands have you come across that are a bunch of 40 and 50 year old guys? You know, it's, it's not, it's probably not that often. It's rare. Yeah. But it could happen. But, but, but the bands that are still around that are of that age, 40, 50, 60 years old are guys who have been around for 20 and 30 years. Yeah. So they were young in the game when it first happened, when they first started having success. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know <laughs> if I agree with you necessarily. Are you saying that a group of 40-year-olds couldn't get together now, form a band, and be successful? I'm not saying they can't. I'm just saying it doesn't seem like it happens very often. Well, no, you're 40. You got a life. You got kids. You got things you got to do. I mean, but... Exactly. So that, that's my point, is that like a record label signing a band of you know, four 50-year-old dudes... They're they're probably gonna look at a band of twenty year old dudes before they're gonna look at a band of four, fifty year old dudes. Sure. Well, let's take record labels out of the equation now. How do fans perceive that? Do they care that the guys are older, or do they care that the music's good? I mean, I would think the music would have to be first, right? I hope so. That's my point. I mean, that's how you would. I would think that would be how you would come across them first. I mean, any any band that I listen to, like any new band that I come across, I don't know what the age is of any of those people in that band until I actually try to research the band and see where they're from and all that kind of stuff. But do you care? I don't think so. Okay, good. doesn't matter to me. I think some people do. And I also think it depends on what kind of music it is also. <laughs> so you mean like, like four 50-year-old dudes making a pop punk band now? Like, do you yeah. think that you think people would look away from that? Yeah. Okay. I don't know. I'm I'm just asking questions here. But country music, they'd be all into it, right? Ugh. <laughs> Jesus. Well, let me ask you this: Do you think thirty years from now? Well, let's not go thirty. Let's say let's say fifteen years from now, Ed Sheeran is going to be as big as he is now. Ooh, I don't Still know. making the same kind of music. The same kind of music thing's hard to dis- to distinguish between because 
I, I would think an artist like that would shift based off of like what the industry looks like at the time. You know what I mean? Very true. Kind of like what we've talked about, like with Papa Roach, like they've stayed, they've kept enough to their own style, but also shifted their music in a way that stays in line with what people are listening to at all times. And I think, right. I think this is going to be that same kind of thing for like an Ed Sheeran. Yeah. I, I, I think he would be okay. But I guess, again, I'm talking about how would the world perceive him? You know, this older guy putting out these younger person's pop songs, you know. But isn't that differently if, based off of if he has been around for that long and still has the fan base versus if he started in 15 years? That that definitely makes a difference. But you're not going into the hypothetical world that I'm going into. <laughs> I want you to come on this journey with me. Okay. If 15 years down the road, he's still putting out songs like Shape of You or whatever. Okay. Do young people still care is what I'm asking. I don't know. That's hard. Okay. The reason why I say that's hard to say is because you're saying young people. Yeah. I think the fan base of Ed Sheeran stays with him as he ages they age but young people are going to be listening to whatever is the most i i don't know the the genres at the time you know what i'm saying like, you think you think his fans are going to age with him he's not going to garner any yeah. new attention from fans I mean, that are he younger. Can't, he, i'm not saying he can't but i'm saying that he's probably going to keep the fans that he's got sure but does he get new fans i don't know what do you think I don't know. I mean, he looks like a bridge troll. So imagine what he's going to look like in 15. I'm just, I'm kidding. Ed Sheeran's a talented guy. Uh, I, I can just tell you. So like one of the interesting things to me is like, you know, as, as a Spotify artist, you can see your stats and you can see the age demographics of who's listening to your music. I mean, mostly I could probably go to it right now. You know what? Let's just do that for fun. So I can give you a better, better glimpse into this of what I'm talking about. Let me see if I can find it. Pull it up quickly. Who are you looking up? Me. Oh, okay. Yeah. Let me, and I'm not going to give you numbers. I'm just going to tell you the age. Uh, Where's it at? Okay, here we go. So (laughs) the age demographic of who's listening to my music. 42% 42% are 18 to 22. Okay. I could see that. 42%. So nearly half of all the people that have listened to my songs are that age range. Now you say you could see that. Why do you say that? Because I haven't been 18 in quite some time, <laughs> my friend. Yeah, but I thought what? because of the, the style of music that you put out, I think. That is exactly where I've been going with this the entire time. <laughs> so you, you, you've come on this hypothetical <laughs> journey. Now let's talk about that. So why do you say that? Because I think certain styles of music, music fit certain age demographics. Okay. So you think, do, now let me ask you something. And again, this is just, do you think that I'm trying to reach that age demographic? Not necessarily. With the, with the songs that I put out? Not necessarily. Do you think that Inimical is trying to reach a specific age demographic with the songs they put out? Mm, I doubt it. I mean, I guess the, the, the overall goal is trying to put out something that anybody can listen to, right? I, I, mm, for me, it is. For me, it is, yes. <laughs> I can't speak for them, yeah. and I won't speak for them. Yeah. But for me, yes. Okay. But what age demographic do you think they have? I bet who are the 45 to 59 year olds listening to my music. (laughs) And oh, by the way, uh, this was a little bit odd, but 85% of the people listening to my music are male, 13% female, 2% not specified. (laughs) I found that to be a little bit odd, but I bet, I bet inimical is like 30 to 35. I bet that's their yeah. highest age demographic. That's my guess. So Spotify, this is how it goes. Under 18, 18 to 22, 23 to 27, 28 to 34, 35 to 44, 45 to 59, and then 60 and over. So I'm saying 28 to 34, I bet, is their main demographic. Got it. But what about, okay, so what about bands that have been around for a long time? Say like a band like Guns N' Roses. What's their demographic? Is it their, around their own age? I don't know. You that's think it's 50 question. to 60s, or do you think... 
I would say of the people listening to them on Spotify, I would say their age demographic is 28 to 34 or maybe 35 to 44. Because it's Spotify? Yeah. Fucking Spotify. That makes well. I never even thought about that. That it depends on the streaming service. That kind of makes. I think sense younger too. people use Spotify. Yeah, that does make sense. Yeah. I mean, do sixty-year-olds know what Spotify is? I don't know. No sixty-year-olds <laughs> have listened to my music, so perhaps no. Maybe that's the un- the non-specified. <laughs> yeah. But I'm also like the sample size for me is is a little bit different than a band who's uh, more popular. I mean, Animal's got thousands and thousands more monthly listeners than i do so their numbers would they're a better sample size to to look at maybe we have them on and we just go over all of their numbers and they can tell us everything (laughs) but i mean we can try no i'm kidding i don't (laughs) want them to talk about that i'm only i'm only talking about it because i'm just raising this question of you know is music a younger person's business do people care do fans care i guess is my my point right you know um i don't know you would think that the music would be the only thing motivating a listener, but I don't think it's like that for everyone. Right. For, for some people, sure. It's all about the music. Fine. I don't care what you look like. I don't care how old you are. I don't care what city you're from. I don't care if you're on a record label, whatever. Unfortunately, it's not like that. Unfortunately. I mean, but I, anyway, I think that also has to do with like, you see some bands who kind of change their sound a lot. Like I've, I've heard, Countless people say, you know, I was, I, I really liked the music from this band, but they lost me on this record or something like that. Sure. Like, I think that has, it comes into play somewhere too. Yeah. When it comes to like, mean, when it comes to like age, you know, age demographic and stuff like that. Like, I think, um, I mean, personally, like Lincoln Park, I think they did that, you know, after, uh, after minutes to midnight for sure. I think they took a pretty crazy left turn as far as what their music was. With the next record, but then they came back with the record after that, and it sounded like Linkin Park. Okay, I'll give you that. By the way, that record that we're talking about, you're so you're talking about the fucking electronic record? What the fuck is that record called? I know what you're talking about. You're talking about the, the record that had a lot of the um, electronic influence. What is it called? Do you know? No, I mean, I, I, I guess what, I guess the left turn I'm talking about is like, they, they kind of started getting really political there for a little bit. What? You don't think so? When they were talking, they started talking about war and all that kind of stuff in their, in their music. I don't know what you're talking about. Really? What song? I remember I don't pay attention to lyrics either. So what do uh, you, that, what that's song? A, that's a good point. Even on the minutes to midnight record, I'm pretty sure. What did they talk about? I would have to I would have to pull up lyrics and show you as I as we you just said you don't listen to lyrics so that's a big part of it. I mean, typically no, they don't <laughs> motivate me as much as they do you. I'll say that. <laughs> I can't figure out what this damn record's called. Who cares? Anyway, uh, I didn't know they got political. No, but again, maybe I just didn't pay attention. Okay. That's strange to me. But are you a Harry Styles fan? Dude, I just seen this name a while ago when I was Googling some stuff. I don't know who that is. Okay, so I didn't know who he was, and my wife had to explain it to me. But he has a song out now that I fucking love, dude. Um, is this a new guy? or like? He's from One Direction. Okay, all right. That makes sense. He's a weird guy. Okay. He is a weird guy. Um, but yeah, that's what he's from. And I didn't know that. I didn't know anything about them. But uh, he's got a song, a song out as a solo artist. It's fucking awesome. I, I don't know why. I don't know. It just registered in my brain for some reason. It's a fucking good song. I, I don't think you'll like it. I'm, I'm being honest. Like just what I, just what I know of you and what I know of you like. What kind of music? I don't know if you'd like it. I'll, I'll check it out. What's the, what's the song called? I'm looking it up. I can't. Again, okay. I'm terrible with. Names. Have you ever have you ever heard of the band uh, Fire from the Gods? Yeah, you sent me that. And I meant to reply. Oh, did I? I, yeah, yeah. I've, I've. There's. They have some stuff I like, and then some stuff I'm like, okay, not for me. But that's everybody. But that, yeah, they're good. I like them. That American Sun song, I is uh, is a pretty it's good, a good song. It's a, it's a good song, but it, it almost has a feel of uh, like that last. Don, is it Don Broco? Don Broco? I can't remember. I don't know how to Bracco. say it. Broco. Yeah, it almost it, that that song has the feel of like 
Don that last Don Brocco album. Yeah. Yeah, they're good. I like them. But again, they're not, you know, I don't know everything about them. I need to look into them more too. Well, that that was uh, a I, I sent you yesterday that Island that new Islander album. Yeah. And they've got um the Fire from the Gods guys on one of the tracks. Got it. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, they got a lot of people on that album, man. Uh, Lacey Sturm, um Sunny is on it. Yeah. Um there's several uh corns on it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they're really close with POD. Oh, are they? Yeah. I saw, saw, did I see them with POD? Or were they, no, so it was their tour, I want to say, but I did see them somewhere with POD. Somewhere. I anyway. thought you told me you yeah, seen them at Pops or something. Didn't you see Islander at Pops once? I saw Islander at Firebird. Firebird. Oh my God, but really? I want to say that was their, I want to say that was their own tour. Yeah. But. Um, the song Harry Styles, it's called As It Was. Guess how many views the fucking video has on YouTube? And it's been out three weeks. Uh, one, yes. hmm. I'm going to say 10 million. <laughs> Is that way low? Million. Oh my God. And, and what's the age demographic there? Like 16 uh, to 22? I'm going to say mostly female. One Direction fans? But I could be wrong about that. I could be wrong about that. Yeah, 80, 80, 80 million. He has a song called Watermelon Sugar. And this was when my wife was like, you know this song. I'm like, no, I have no <laughs> idea what that is. Uh, it has 290 million views. Oh, my God. It's a, year, it's a year old. That's insane, dude. Fucking nuts, man. And then he had a song four years ago called Sign of the Times. That song I do kind of remember once she played it for me. 965 million views on youtube and the video is just him in a giant coat walking in grass there's just nothing happening it's just him that's nuts dude speaking of that i uh have you seen the music video that limp biscuit just put out for dad vibes no it's just them in out like outside of a mansion just dancing like he's well, in, good. he's in the full dad get up and they're just dancing that random weird stuff. It, it, I don't know. I cracked me up. I enjoyed it. Those should be the videos they're making. Yes. <laughs> but, uh, so when I was talking about the Islander album a while ago and having like vocalists on tracks and stuff like that, I'm sure it changes, but do you think there's a standard in the industry as far as like what a vocalist will charge or do you think that they do it for free? for being oh, on being on another band's track do you think there's like a standard or do you think it just depends on what they want to charge i don't know like you said islander I, they're actually, good friends with pod so they i mean sunny might have done it for just because i think it was just yes yeah i really don't think he asked for money for that no gotcha but i'm sure a lot of I, I, I'm, I'm sure a lot of this. people do but how i mean that's a pretty easy gig right you well, know let say, me say this go ahead I hope he didn't ask for money. Right. I hope. Yeah. Yeah. Now, if he gets on a Katy Perry song, <laughs> I'd be asking for money. Yeah. But not not from Islander, no. I don't know if there's a standard, because that's what that whole thing, that whole beef between Machine Gun Kelly and Corey Taylor, that's how that started. He was going to get Corey Taylor to do a guest vocal on a song, and Corey did something, and Machine Gun Kelly apparently didn't like it and didn't really say that. He said, well, we took care of it this way. I have to look again, but that's how it started. Is Corey Taylor was actually going to do guest vocals on Machine, uh, on Machine Gun Kelly's record. Now, was he going to do it for free? I don't know. They didn't talk about the price. That's the thing. If there was one. Gotcha. I would say this. If I were, if I were in a position to be charging people to do guest spots on records, I still wouldn't. I would just do it. Really? Yeah. Now, if I'm helping you produce the record, then obviously I'm charging you a rate. But if I'm just doing a guest vocal, no. Yeah, well, the reason why I ask is because I guess people can look at that as just exposure for themselves too, right? Especially if it's like a different genre of music. You know, that, yeah. that maybe yeah. that genre, that the fans of that genre don't probably listen to your style of music or something like that. Like I've seen like Jacoby right. Shaddix do some interesting guest vocals on different different stuff. And I also seen, uh, this was, I think last year, but, uh, do you, do you know who the artist Samantha Fish is? No idea. No. Uh, who's she's, that? she's like a bluesy rock and roll, 
that that's what her sound is. But she had Tech Nine on one of her songs, and it Tech I, Nine I, does a lot of guest spots. Yeah. So, but I'm just saying, like I, I for Tech Nine, that could be cool for him to just get into that genre of music that he isn't normally a part of, for just exposure for himself. This is, this is a. We should. I want to know my. I want to know this because it's more common in hip hop for there to be guest appearances on records. You see it a lot. Yeah. But not in rock necessarily. Cause like, um, so breaking Benjamin did that, uh, Aurora album, which I guess was last year. And they had a bunch of like guests on there. And I'm curious on, cause, uh, Adam Gontier did a track. Lacey Sturm did a track. Um, the lead singer of cold did a track. Um, I think there, I think there was one or two other ones too. So I just Googled what does tech nine charge for a guest appearance? And apparently he does really, I don't know if that's on a record or that's an appearance somewhere. What do you, what do you think the rock charged to do that? Well, maybe, maybe with tech nine, maybe he didn't because I think they are actually pretty good friends, but it also surprised me if he didn't charge, I think. And I bet it was an astronomical number. Two chains, booking, pricing, and availability under $100,000. I don't know what this website means, so I'm going to stop looking at it. <laughs> I'm just going to sound dumb. So I have no idea. I have no idea. I really hope that, I don't know. I think some people are in the position to do it and some people aren't. And then I think some people just won't. I have no idea, dude. We should ask somebody who's done it before. Well, like so like that, uh, okay, I just brought up The Rock doing that guest vocal on Tech 9 song. He had no reason to need to do that. I mean, he is The Rock and everybody knows who he is. I wonder if that was just because he talks about uh he he um promotes Terramana Tequila in it. So I wonder if that was basically why he did it. Was just for that. He did it because he's The Rock. He do what he wants. That's true. What do you think that feeling feels like? Being the rock? Just just do whatever you want. Not necessarily him, but just be in a position in your life where like whatever move, move you make, but you're also constantly in the media for, for different things. I think most people should you, live life that way. Just do what you want and not worry about what other people think? Yeah. Huh. I wish I could. That's why I hate myself. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't know. We have a lot of questions to ask once we're done with this podcast. We need to contact people who actually know the answers. Sorry, I didn't mean to take it down a music rabbit hole. No, you're good. Uh, as much as we did, because we, again, we're speculating on most of that stuff. Yeah. But before we get out of here, I want to ask a question and I want you to sit on it. You can give me like a brief answer now and I want you to sit on it before the next episode or for the next episode, because by the time we do our next episode, a potential NBA playoff series could be over and I will be so happy. Okay. But do you think NBA coaches matter? You're just going to leave it that broad. Do you think an NBA coach is to blame for when a team full of superstars or with at least two superstars loses a playoff series? Do you think it's because of the coaching or the play? It's got to be a mixture of both. So you do think NBA coaches matter? I do. I, I, I think it doesn't matter I what I, I think it doesn't matter what level you are, what level you're at. I don't, man. I don't know. That's a hard question. Um, as you said, as, as you said, a team full of superstars. So, so what you're saying is that without a coach, a team of five superstars goes out there and plays. They shouldn't need to have plays. They shouldn't need to do anything. They just do their own thing and score, and they should win games. They don't need coaching. Yes. I think I mean, that's I mean, what the NBA is anyway. Yeah, I mean, for the like, if you're if you're actually looking for, um, you know, technical plays and things like that, like you would get in a college basketball game, you're not gonna, you're not really gonna see it in the NBA. You like Frank Vogel just got fired from the Lakers. Do you really think he coaches that team? LeBron coaches that team. Right. He doesn't coach that team. Right. And the reason I'm asking this is because people are blaming Steve Nash for the fact that the Nets are losing are down 3-0 in the series against the Celtics. 
what are you blaming Steve Nash for? They have Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant. What, what coaching is he doing? First of all, he had to be approved by those guys to even get the goddamn job. So why is it his fucking fault that they're losing? Ugh, do, do, let's we, talk about it next episode. Well, I, I one question before we leave. Are we seeing players blaming Steve Nash, or is this just the media that's blaming Steve Nash? Uh, former players who are now media personalities are blaming Steve Nash, yeah, which is r- ridiculous. It's, it's, it's huh. insane. It's insane. Interesting. Yeah, let's sit on this and we'll bring it back next time. I do, because I want to have the video queued up for when we talk about it. So the guy I'm talking about did make some good points, right? I'm not saying, but to blame an NBA coach. I mean, Scott Brooks won coach of the year and was fired the following year. How the fuck are you coach of the year and then fired the the very next season? Come on. It's a joke. We'll talk about it more. Do you think this is specifically to the NBA, not any other sport? it is incredibly specific to the nba right yes right yes okay all right cool anyway let's sit on it we'll bring let's it back first here. thing next episode all right got it we're out I was holding on too tight.